Hello, everyone. It's Jilly. Welcome back to episode three. If you missed last week, last week, yesterday, <laughs> we talked about the, the different pair preferences in the MBTI personality types. So we looked at extroversion versus introversion, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving. And those are what give us the different letter combinations for INFJ or ESTP or INTJ. And those are the those are the ones that most people are familiar with um, when they read about personality descriptions for Myers-Briggs. Most of you probably know, but just in case not, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, Myers-Briggs was a further developed based on Carl Jung's original theory, which was cognitive function therapy theory and type development. And that's where the that's where the fun stuff comes in. And that, that's what I'm really going to focus this podcast on. I just wanted to start with what is most familiar to everyone, which is really where the INFJ originally comes from. And that's where the, again, the more exciting, juicy stuff comes in. So today I'm going to do an overview on the the cognitive stack. And a lot of you probably heard of that, but the, the I and the E and the J and the P, those were added by Myers-Briggs. But what the actual cognitive functions are, everyone has four of them. The middle two letters of our type and any type, those are the first two functions. So for from now on, I'm going to talk mostly about INFJs. I talked about the other types in the last one, but because this is kind of complicated, I'm, I'm just going to make this relevant to us. So... The N is the intuition, and that's our dominant function. And intuition is a perceiving function. So we lead with perception. We are collecting information, data from the outside world, and we are processing it internally, regardless of whether it's data or information that's collected from the outside world or our own inner experiences or past experiences our intuition is the way that we collect that information. And that's our dominant function. And then the F, the feeling, it's called the auxiliary function. And it is the function that we use to actually make sense out of all that data. So we take all the information that we collected, even if it there's so much with intuition that we are collecting subconsciously, we don't even realize it. And then feeling is the way that we make sense of out of out of all that information. <laughs> and we it, it's how we make decisions. It's how we make judgments. It's how we take action in the world. And so with the, the cognitive stack, Jung's theory was that we needed to have balance between the, the different cognitive functions. So because we're introverts, our intuition, it is an introverted function. So that means that we are processing information based on our own internal world. It's quite abstract. It is finding meaning and patterns below the surface that you can't see on the surface. And the way that we then take all that information and we run it through the next number of the cognitive stack, the next level, I guess, rather, which would be feeling. And Jung's theory was because we we lead with an introverted function, 
we need an extroverted function to balance that out. So for us, the the balance to introverted intuition is extroverted feeling. And the way that we, I don't want to say the way we primarily make decisions, but the way that our brain takes the information that we've collected and makes sense of it and takes action or at least makes decisions as the a preference is based on the feelings of other people and the the values of the group the harmony of the group what will lead to the best outcome and that is the reason why a lot of INFJs do so well in professions and occupations that require connecting with people emotionally. We very naturally connect with others emotionally. We have a lot of empathy naturally for others. And we we can walk into a room and we can sense the, the temperature of it. We can sense if there's tension. We can sense if there's joy. And we we take all of that on. We take all of that information in through our intuition and it, it it's so below the surface. So when you when you walk into a room and you you notice a couple people, you're not just hearing what they say. You're unconsciously taking in their body language, their facial expressions, their tone of voice, and you are taking all this information in and connecting it to to past memories, to maybe meaning below the surface things that you have associated with other things in your life, and it is happening so beyond your recognition. We're taking all this information in, whether we realize it or not. And then the way that we make sense of that primarily is through, again, extroverted feeling to balance that out. If our feeling function is healthy and running optimally, we are at our best. We are fun to be around. We are able to to take in the emotions of others and to to connect with them emotionally, to empathize. It's why we value one-on-one relationships so much because we we really value depth. We do not typically do well with a bunch of superficial surface level elevator conversation um, relationships or acquaintances. We can we're, we're often chameleons in external environments. And what what's so interesting about any type of introvert, but especially INFJs, people don't see our dominant function because our dominant function is introverted. We for us, it our our internal world is the starting point. It's the dominant function that we filter everything else through and that we just naturally compare everything to. But people don't see that. What they see is extroverted feeling. They see our extroverted function that we use to navigate and interact with the world around us. So what they see is the warm side, the, the side that wants to make other people feel comfortable, the side that wants to connect with other people, to reassure other people, to, to make people happy when we can. And if, we, if we're in an environment where we feel comfortable, 
that's when we're really going to shine and really show the best side of ourselves. If it is an environment where we feel uncomfortable or if it, if there's tension, if there's passive aggression, if there's judgment or people who are dominating a conversation or who are aggressive or hostile, we take all that in too. <laughs> but people don't see our primary function. So a lot of people think they know us because we put on a show in a good way. I mean, if you go into the workplace or if you're spending time with family or friends, I mean, you, you want to put on a congenial type of personality, but it, it takes so much more energy for us to use that auxiliary function, that second function, which is the extroverted feeling. It's more natural for us than other functions, but it, it does take much more energy than our dominant function. And yet, even though it, it takes more energy, and even though a lot of us sometimes can hermit and take time to recharge, and we, we really prefer being in our own internal world, we still need that auxiliary function. We still need to be around people. And if you were in circumstances or a place in your life where you don't have like any close connections or any deep friendships, we can feel very alone. And yet, because we have that auxiliary feeling function, we still put on a brave face. We still act happy a lot of times when we're around people. And that's how we can end up being in a room full of people and feeling completely alone and feeling like no one really gets you. No one really knows you because you don't allow them to. And I'm not saying that as a judgment or a negative thing. We, we really are chameleons. If, if we're around people who are happy, we act happy. If we're around people who are aggressive, we are guarded. We we do this so naturally. We blend in so naturally. We prioritize other people so naturally. And that can be a very good thing if it's adaptive and healthy. If we display or utilize the the unhealthier sides of extroverted feeling, we can get into people-pleasing. We can get into being very sensitive to criticism or rejection we can worry about what other people think of us. We can really depend on other people's validation to feel good about ourselves. We can really lose sight of ourselves if we are only filtering our identity and our self-worth through the perceptions of other people. And we'll get into that more in future episodes, but I just wanted to kind of show what the the two top functions look like. So th those are the two functions that we use the most. Those are the ones that we feel the most comfortable with, that we are the most adept with. And there, again, this is really just an awareness framework. This does not dictate or determine your behavior. There's so much else that contributes to the way that we live our lives and the relationships we have. But this is just one theory, one psychological theory of how we take in and process information. And it, it it's one that makes sense for me. And I, I know it's one that resonates with a lot of INFJs. 
And just just knowing that duality between my own inner world that no one else is really ever going to see or understand, the duality between that and my feeling function, the the ways that I want to connect with people and empathize with people and just that push-pull of (laughs) having a few people I really enjoy being around and needing time to connect with them and at the same time being completely exhausted (laughs) at the end of it. And it's so important that that we set aside time to recharge, even if it is people we're really close with and who we love dearly. We still need time to connect with that internal intuition and it is impossible to connect with that when other people are around. Because if we are interacting with the outside world at all, especially other people, we have to be using that feeling function. There's no way around it. You were always using the in- intuition function to take in information and the feeling function to process it and to do something with it and to make decisions and to take action. We are using those constantly. We do get a break if we, especially if we don't need to interact with other people. And because we are relying and utilizing that auxiliary feeling function so much when we are around other people, we really need time to recharge and take time for ourselves without anyone around. And I know that can be hard to come by, but it's really important. And I hope that you prioritize it and that you know that you need it and that it's okay. So we have four cognitive functions. We just went over the first two, introverted intuition, and then to balance it out, extroverted feeling. The next two are kind of wild cards. So Jung's theory said that I mentioned in the last episode, we have two opposing types of functions. So the opposing pair for an extroverted feeling function is introverted thinking. And that is using a thinking function directed inward. So introverted thinking is taking information and processing it according to our own internal logic. We develop frameworks that we process information through. Introverted thinking is about cause and effect, looking at, okay, this this happened, therefore this happened or should happen. It is more objective. It is removed from feelings and other people's beliefs and opinions. It is more fact-based and logical. And the reason that we have that is to balance out the extroverted feeling. So in a healthy sense, if our extroverted feeling is not an ideal function or an optimal function, say if someone's trying to manipulate you or if you are in an environment that is unhealthy, and you risk being invalidated or having people be critical of you, we switch to that introverted thinking function to to offset the almost like the overflow of the extroverted feeling. So if someone's dismissive or short with you or rushed with you, 
and you feel a little bit invalidated when using your auxiliary feeling function, in a healthy way, we would switch to the thinking function and tell ourselves, removed from that emotion, she's probably having a bad day because something happened this morning with her kid. It's not about me. That would be a healthy way to switch between extroverted feeling and introverted thinking. Introverted thinking can also be the way that we put up boundaries. That way we don't risk having that extroverted feeling function become detrimental or unhealthy to us. And then the the inferior function, the number four, is extroverted sensing. And that is the opposite of introverted intuition. And extroverted sensing is the way that we take in the world around us. So it is very concrete. It is very current moment. It is what is happening right now around us. And even though it, if you read a a cognitive stack description online, they'll tell you, you all these functions would read the same but it really depends on where they show up in your stack. So like I said, the first two functions are the ones that we're the most comfortable with, the ones that take the less, least energy, the ones that feel the most natural. The, the thinking and the sensing functions, number three and four, those ones are a lot less natural. We tend to rely on those less in the first part of our lives because we're getting comfortable and familiar with our first two functions and learning how to use those in a healthy way. The thinking and the sensing function are much less in our control. They require a lot more energy. They exhaust us. And that's the reason why for a lot of INFJs, we get overstimulated easily if there's a lot of things happening in our environment. I know for me, I get very overstimulated by loud noises, loud music. If there's a lot of chaos around me or a bunch of people who are talking and making noise, if I'm trying to work and my husband's interrupting me every three seconds because he wants to show me a cool video on TikTok, (laughs) that is an extroverted sensing function. And that, like I mentioned in the last episode, you can't use both functions at the same time. You can't use both perceiving functions or both judging functions at the same time. So if we are in any type of environment with external stimuli, we are being disconnected from our dominant intuition over and over again. Anytime that we have to interact with the world around us, we are utilizing our extroverted sensing to process the information around us and That's another reason why it's so important for us to have time to recharge, because if we are running around all the time, working really hard, talking to a bunch of people and doing a ton of extroverting, we are not able to connect to our inner inner world. We're just not. And it's so important for us to take time to, to process the things that are happening around us, to nurture our internal selves, to whether that's journaling, whether that is sitting outside with your feet in the grass, going on a walk, listening to music, sitting and playing with a pet, 
Like these sound so simple, but they are so restorative and so important for our health. We're constantly being bombarded by stimuli in the world around us, and especially now with social media and Zoom meetings and our phones and kids and homeschooling and Zoom and all these different things. When we're constantly having to rely on our last function, the one that comes the least naturally to us, the one that requires the most energy when we're interacting with the world around us, we it is critical that we have time to recharge. And again, the only way that we can use that dominant intuition is when there's not much going on around us, especially things that require our attention or our energy or our our effort in the outside world. So it it's important for all introverts to take time to recharge. It is especially important for INFJs to have time to ourselves without other people around. It doesn't matter how much you love them. It doesn't matter how comfortable you are with them. You need time to yourself to nurture your introverted intuition. Our dominant function is the one that primarily determines our identity, our sense of self. And if you are constantly being disconnected from who you are, it's going to have negative consequences. So there's a reason why you get burned out if you're constantly rushing around doing stuff. There's a reason why you're burnt out when you are constantly doing things for other people and needing to interact with other people. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that you should be different or that you should try to do things the way other people tell you to or that you believe that you should. So today, I I just want to end with some self-acceptance and some self-love. There's a reason that you're like this. There is nothing wrong with you. And you were built this way for a reason. It's incredibly important for us to have a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, to have goals that we're working towards, and to have something that's just for us. It It is okay okay to need time to yourself to recharge and it, it is needed. And you are important enough to need that and you deserve it. So consider this your message for the day to take some time to yourself because you have to. You were meant to. If you were an INFJ, this is this is who you are. So embrace it because the sooner that you just accept this, the sooner that you develop your awareness of these four functions and the ways that they interact, the ways that they determine our the quality of our relationships, the ways that we work, the ways that we play, the sooner that you wrap your head around this and accept it, the, the faster you're going to make progress and the, the better that your life is going to be. So if this is overwhelming, it's totally okay. 
I would love it if you would reach out on Instagram. I'm at infj.growth and let me know what you thought about this, if there's anything that resonated with you, if there's anything that didn't make sense, if you have questions with any of it, if there's anything you want me to expand on, I would love to go live on Instagram. I would love to interact with you guys and get to know you guys because that's what that's my meaning and purpose with this. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. I love you guys so much. It would mean so much to me if you could subscribe to this podcast so you get updates for the next episodes. And if you have any other INFJs in your life or if you know any others who might benefit or might enjoy listening to this, it would mean so much if you would share. And if you could leave a review, it would mean so much too because that helps other people to find the podcast so that more of us can come together and get to know each other and grow together. Thank you again so much for listening. It means so much to me. And next episode, we are going to be diving into each of those functions a little bit more detail. Those ones will be a little bit shorter just so that you can start to notice them. Because once you start to notice the the healthy and the unhealthy expressions of those functions, the ways that they show up in the world, that's when things get fun. And that's when you get to start actually making progress towards your goals. That's when you stop getting in your own way. That helps you get out of analysis paralysis. It helps you to set boundaries with people. It just helps you to feel more in control of yourself and the world around you. And the more awareness that you have, the, the more fulfilling and rewarding that your life can be. And that's what I want for all of us. I will see you guys next time for episode four. I love you so much. Bye.